0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Believe in the Ivy League. A look inside the ancient eight teams in the Ivy League in their upcoming games with all of the stats, trends, and analysis that you want to hear. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys. Welcome back to another episode. Believe in the Ivy League. Happy 2023 out there to everybody. I am really excited for the upcoming year. Check me out at TomBartonSports.com. TomBartonSports over on Twitter, TomBartonSports at gmail.com. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to go back into last year to look at some of the games. But uh, finally, we have back-to-backs. The first back-to-backs of the year. Friday, Saturday, back to the Ivy League schedule. I feel, look, I know we've we've had some. I feel uh, like I could take a breath. I feel like it, we are pre-COVID, back-to-back, back, Friday, Saturday night, back to the Ivy League schedule, and things are back to normal. I mean, that, that that's how I'm enthusiastic about it. So we have a lot of games on the schedule this week. I want to talk about uh, the upsets that happened, the games that went down, how I thought that the teams performed last week, looking into this week where it's a full Ivy League schedule. Because when we go back, there are still some non-Ivy League contests still going on last week. Well, that's pretty much going to end. So we'll go back to last Thursday before we step into this week. We'll go back to last Thursday, uh, December 29th. Northwestern beat Brown 63-58. Look, I think it was a real good game played by Brown on the road against a 10-win Northwestern team that was 7-1 at home. Northwestern had won five straight games at that point. Brown was supposed to lose, depending on where you were looking, they were supposed to get crushed. Their defense held up really well. They held Northwestern to 63 points. I know not Northwestern is not, you know, this explosive giant kind of offense that you should be worried about, but holding them to 63 points, that's a good showing from them. Coming off of the New Hampshire game where they held them to 51, and even against Michigan State, a 68 spot against them in a loss. Look, they didn't get to 70. I I look at this Brown defense and I go, all right, after that game, I'm starting to have a little bit of hope moving forward. Cornell beat up on Binghamton, 86-70, in a game that we talked about last week. That Cornell's offense is going to have to carry the day. They were at home. They're a 10-win team at that point, and they certainly did carry the day. We've really got to start paying attention to Cornell's offense, which has now scored um, 74, 86, 91, 96 points in the last four games. As a matter of fact, in all of their wins this year, every win this year, they scored 73 or more points. They've got 114 number. They have uh, three Four, five, six games. Six out of their 11 wins, they've scored over 80 points. So this offense is absolutely for real. Now, we know the defense can get away from them at times. Binghamton even put up 70 here. But it was no contest, no big deal. You move on there. Uh, New Year's Eve, there was nothing. uh, Well, the, the day before New Year's Eve, nothing going on. But that Saturday, Columbia at Yale. Was it just a mind-boggling, eye-popping game? What a great day for Ivy League basketball on Saturday. Yale was, depending on where you were looking in your sports books, 14 and a half or a 15-point favorite over Columbia. On the road, a 10-win Yale team goes down. They lose 62-60, to Columbia with a punch in the mouth to Yale this year, getting into Ivy League play. And all of a sudden, Columbia goes, yeah, we're here to play. Columbia's defense has been pretty fantastic. Um, It was pretty fantastic in that game. And in their wins, they've been really good. Look, Lafayette scored 57, uh, or Lafayette scored 45, and they only put up 57. New Hampshire only put up 52. Uh, They put up 44, a 65. When they win, their defense plays really well, and their defense absolutely clamped down on Yale. Now, I want to give a lot of credit to Columbia here because the Columbia Lions played really well but a lot of this was the Yale futility and the, the Yale's ability or inability to really just get anything done offensively. This is a team that was scoring proficiently, okay? They're putting up in their wins 76, 77, 76, 86, 73, you know, 112, 80, 74, 96. I mean, they were averaging about 75 points per game of, during their wins, and they just came out flat. And they put up a 60 spot. They, they put up 40 in the second half. So give them credit where credit is due. They put up 40 in the second half and looked much more like the Yale team that we thought, but they couldn't close it out. They buried themselves. They only had 20 points in the first half. And then New Year's Eve, we had a a classic, okay? The underdog is now covered in six straight in the series between Princeton and Harvard. In Princeton, I'm not taking anything away from Harvard here. Look, they had a one-point halftime lead. They go down. They lose by three on the road. You could say that Princeton had a great game. You, You know what? They stepped up. They did. And Harvard's been doing things with defense, and defense got away from them a little bit here, especially in the second half where they let up 39 points. But I can't get down on Harvard at all, right? I mean, this was the classic tight game that you you look at and you go, they played the game 10 times, 5-5 five and five, they're going to go at it, okay? We, we, I just said, last six games, these underdogs have covered, and the number was like 5.5 or 6, depending on where you were looking. Uh, a three-point game. That's what you expect, a one-basket game between these two. I think Harvard showed, you know what? They're a, a little bit better than I think we expect them to be right now. And Princeton is saying, hey, we might be the class of this conference, especially what happened to Yale earlier in the day. You go on to New Year's Day itself. Cornell traveled to Dartmouth. Uh, an interesting game. Like I said, I don't want to call it a trappy game, but this could be a its a New Year's Day game, It was an afternoon game. Cornell gets the win. Their offense didn't look that prolific. 74 points, though still 74 points, an 11-point win. Taking care of business, we have to start looking at Cornell and taking them serious. Penn took on Brown on Monday. Penn wins 76-68, a tougher game than I think that a lot of people expected. This Penn defense uh, let up a little bit more than they wanted to, but again, they walk away with a win. Penn, a nice, solid win. You turn around, you start to look at the, the the week that we have coming up ahead. And now we turn the page. I think that we are seeing that you have some slip-ups. You have some Yale problems. Yeah, that, that's a slip-up. I mean, there's nothing you could do about that. Uh, you, you have some problems in the Ivy Leagues where teams are kind of playing down to their competition. Absolutely. But I think you can say that Princeton and Harvard are kind of separating themselves from the pack until you start to look at Cornell and say, do we believe in Cornell? I'll tell you what, I sort of do. I mean, I've talked about it. I sort of believe in this Cornell team because I really do like their offense. So here we go into this weekend coming up. We have the double dips. We have the Friday-Saturdays for these teams. So Princeton takes on Columbia on Friday. Princeton takes on Columbia. Penn takes on Cornell. Yale takes on Dartmouth. Harvard takes on Brown. All right? Let's go into these games a little bit. The Princeton-Columbia game now all of a sudden is circled. You would expect Princeton coming off of a win against Harvard to maybe have a little bit of an emotional letdown, but not after what we just watched Columbia do to Yale. Princeton can't have that letdown, and I don't think that Columbia's defense is going to be able to contain Princeton the way that they did Yale. So I expect Princeton to win this game, but there is that slight piece of me that's looking at Columbia and saying, yeah, maybe they're better than I'm giving them credit for. I just think that Princeton is uh, a machine at this point, okay? Okay. And I know that their record doesn't say unbeatable at 10-4, and but they lost the first two games of the year. Then they lost a a good close game to Iona and Delaware. I didn't like that Delaware game. Okay? Now, you can sit back and look at it the other way and say over the last four games, they've beaten one Division two opponent. They lost to Iona, lost to Delaware, and barely got by Harvard all at home. Yeah, and now here's a true road test. So I don't love this game, and I do think that people are going to expect Princeton to win this game, and the number's going to be huge. I don't love this game for Princeton. I think they walk away with a win, but I don't love it. Penn-Cornell, well, here we go, right? I mean, Cornell is going to be tested constantly just because that offense has got to stay at the level that we're used to them staying at. You look at a team like Penn coming in, and they've given up 85 to St. Joe's. They gave up 84 to LaSalle. Okay, but then they held Villanova to just 70. And you go, what kind of, you know, what kind of team is this? You know, 92 to West Virginia, 80 to Townsend, 92 to Missouri, 78 to Iona. Good offensive teams. And Villanova is not a good offensive team this year, by the way. Okay, so that stands out to you. But good offensive teams have put up big numbers against Penn this year. I know Penn is known for their defense. Good offensive teams have put up big numbers against Penn. And here comes Cornell. And I think we have to start talking about Cornell as that big offensive team. Like I said, the 74 against Dartmouth kind of skews things. But before that, 96-91-86. Okay, they lost to Syracuse, put up 105 against Miami in a tight game in Miami, which we all remember, then 70s across the board. I I, I think it would be a major disappointment for Cornell if they didn't score into the mid-70s here, and they might get to 80. I don't think that Penn's going to have enough. It's at home. I'm believing in Cornell in this spot to be able to keep riding high. Yale, Dartmouth, it is the best bounce back spot that the schedule makers could give you. You had a disappointing loss in a game that you weren't supposed to lose. It was a bad game by Yale. Close the book on it, turn the page. Now you get Dartmouth, a team you should beat up on. You get them at home. This should be a walkover for Yale. And if it's not, we start to have a different conversation about who Yale is. Then we have Harvard and Brown. Harvard goes to Brown in a spot where I don't think it's as easy as people are kind of making this out to be okay now look they absolutely own the series all time 105 76 all time against brown right um last year though they split harvard won at brown 65 to 50 their defense suffocated them but then they lost in a completely different kind of game 84 73 at home okay? They had won, the the, the Crimson had won 19 in a row before last year. I lost some money on that game. The Crimson had won 19 in a row in the series before last year. And it was just a weird game. Uh, You know, you expect the Crimson's defense to come up and play well and they flat out just, just fell on their face. There's no other way around it. They fell on their face. I think that that sits, you know, in their crawl a little bit as well. So, if there's a game that I'm looking at, that's the Harvard sort of revenge game, if you believe in things like that. Princeton-Cornell on Saturday should be a great game, and we have a really good set of games on Saturday. Princeton-Cornell should be a great game because I do think, like I'm talking up Harvard here, and I'm still believing that Yale could get into this. I do think that the Ivy Leagues generally think that Princeton-Cornell are the two best teams, I think that Princeton believes that this is the team that we have to watch out for. I know that Cornell believes that this is the team that we have to watch out for. I think it's a scoring fest. I think there's a lot of up and down baskets. This this looks like a total that should be set into the high 140s. Both of these teams getting to the mid 70s. It wouldn't shock me if it's 150 or more as the final. So I think this is a fun game, a telling game for Cornell. Brown against Dartmouth. Brown should win this game, but it's going to be interesting to see what they do against Harvard. Coming, if they're coming off of a big win, I could see a letdown spot at home against Dartmouth. If not, okay, got to get back on track and win this game. Columbia against Penn. I'm not sure what to make of Columbia here. Am I just chalking the Columbia loss up to, or well, the Columbia win and the Yale loss up to a fluke? Was Columbia a fluky team in that spot? I don't think that's giving them enough credit, which means that can they go on the road? Uh, or can they be at home against a tough Penn team? Can they play well this weekend? I think we're going to learn a lot about Columbia this weekend. I expect Penn to be the better team and Penn to win. But can't, Penn could also be in a free fall at that point. And then the game of the weekend is clearly Harvard at Yale. Um, another tough road matchup for Harvard going to Yale. Harvard uh, is trailing in the all-time series, 84-121. to 121. Yale beat them twice last year. Both games by one score. Both games by three points. 58, 55, and 62, 59. Two unders, two three-point games. Okay? Harvard had owned the series coming in. That uh, I know that they're down all time by like 40-something games, uh 30 something games, almost 40 games. But Harvard had won six of the last seven against this team. Okay. And if Harvard wants to get back into this, they gotta look at Chris Ledlam. He had, he put he put up a double double. He's got 22 points. He's got 13 rebounds. He is the guy that you have to look at. I know that they lost to Princeton, but he looked good in that game, and he's going to be the guy that kind of puts his team on the back and carries them, right? He's got a team high, almost 20 points per game, nine rebounds per game, two two steals per game. He scored in double figures in 14 of the last 15 games, 20 or more points, six times, four double-doubles. Look, let's be honest. He's really making a push for Ivy League Player of the Year. Right? I mean, that's what he's doing. And if they are going to have any chance here, he's going to be the guy that you're leaning on. Right? Harvard ranks second in the Ivy League in field goal percentage, defense, and steals per game. So their defense is certainly it. Right? I mean, we look at this and the defense is certainly it. And they're well coached. Right? They're in the top 25 in college basketball and the fewest fouls given per game. Okay. So they are a team that you look at and you go, yeah, absolutely. This team is well coached. Their defense is going to be good, but they need some scoring. And he's the guy. I think Harvard could win this game. Now, had Yale not dropped that game, that, that game against Columbia where nobody saw ca- coming, I think I'd be actually more inclined to take Harvard. I would be more inclined to jump on, on, on Harvard to go out there and kind of do what they do, which is you know, win games like this on the road. It's a tough situation. I get it. Yale, meanwhile, get yourself back into this thing. I mean, that, that's just really what it is. It, it could be considered the one fluke game. I hate to call things a fluke, but it certainly could be considered that one fluke game if that's all that comes of this, right, is a fluke game. It certainly can be that one fluke game if we are looking at it as, okay, it's a one-off, but you got to win here, right? I mean, you just have to go out there and win this game if you want it to be considered that one fluke game. All right, guys, it's going to do it for me. I, I am pumped up. This should be a really, really good week in the Ivy Leagues. should be a really good telling week for a lot of these teams. I'm Tom Barton. Guys, go check me out at TomBartonSports.com. Tom Barton Sports over on Twitter. I could use all your help at YouTube as well. Tom Barton Sports on the YouTube. Have a very good week, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe.